Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it with, you made it with, you made it with. What's going on? Really, what's going on? Tell me, tell me what's going on. You can't. It's a one-sided medium. I'm so sorry. Actually, you could tell me what's going on. You could email me at uh, weird at nerdist.com. Hey, hey, just plug the uh, email right up top. Those are always fun to get. I appreciate those you uh, you emailing weirdos. Always fun. Always fun. Thanks for the uh, fan art. People posting things on facebook.com regular slash you made it weird. That's always great too, and we're we're like a a whisper away from having T-shirts and stuff. First of all, to sell, but also to give away. So post your favorite moments, little uh, exchanges. I never know. I never know what people enjoy about the show. It always surprises me. Everybody uh, loved uh, when uh, I told Nikki Glazer, uh, "What if, what if your dad said it was okay to masturbate?" Right? I don't. I don't. I didn't even remember saying that until people posted on the wall. So help me. I don't remember anything. Post it on the wall. I love seeing it. And uh, we're going to randomly pick some people to send uh, free stuff. Uh, let's see. What else do I have to say? I'm supposed to look at my sheet of paper. We already plugged the, that. We plugged that. Tour dates on PeteHolmes.com. I'm going to Bridgetown, uh, Portland. I'm going to uh, Atlanta at the Laughing Skull. I'm going to Wise Guys in Salt Lake City. And I'm going to the Comedy Attic in Indiana and Helium back in Portland. I go to Portland too much. That's not true. I love Portland. Anyway, so uh, those, those are all beyond PeteHolmes.com. Pete Holmes with a Z on Twitter. And uh, this episode is brought to you by Amazon. That's fun, right? I literally am addic- addicted to Amazon. So this is a good sponsor for the show. If you want to help the show, go to Nerdist.com. Go to this podcast. Go to this episode. And there's a banner. Click on that. It'll take you to Amazon. Then shop like you normally would. That's all you got to do. And uh, we're not we're not sponsored by Gamefly, but you sure could go to Amazon and they have they got all the games, man. You could buy them. You could rent them at Gamefly or buy them at Amazon. It's your choice. If you're nasty, you buy them. Uh, you could buy uh, Super Mario 5, who's Italian now. <laughs> <laughs> Super Mario 5, who's Italian now. That's a game you can buy. Buy it through Nerdist. You could buy Dog Shusher, Dog Shusher Two, Quiet Down Boy. That's a that's a good one. That's only available for Game Boy. The original black and white Game Boy is uh, Dog Shusher Two. Dog Shusher One is only for Neo Geo. So that's weird. And uh, Lego Herman's Head. So. <laughs> So uh, go ahead and get those at Amazon. It sounds kind of complicated, but it's easy. Go to Nerdist.com. Go to this episode. There's a banner. And then buy some stuff. I do it because I like supporting my own show. My own show. This uh, this episode is Mike Kaplan, and we talked about a lot of we- really weird things. They're in the episode. I don't want to tip the bit and tell you what they are. But one of the things we talked about was uh, atheism. Big surprise. Uh, a comedian who's an atheist. Mike is a lovely atheist and has some wonderful thoughts on the subject, but then he said some of them to me off mic, and then I said, I wish you had said that on the show. So then he called me and left it as a voicemail that I might play this voicemail to you. So this voicemail actually makes more sense after you've heard the episode, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it now, like memento. Uh, okay, the thing that I told you that... I did not tell you on the podcast is this. 
uh, on Angel, the TV show by Joss Whedon. There was a season where Angel sort of went out after this big, bad, uh, evil situation and then ultimately determined he couldn't make all evil go away and he was disillusioned. But then there was this epiphany that uh, if nothing we do matters, then all that matters is what we do. And uh, that resonated with me along the lines of, you know, the argument that some people have with about atheists not being able to have more. How do you have, if there's no consequences to what you do, then why should you be good? Uh, and it's because you can think that being good is good in itself, uh, that everything that you do that is good is important. Uh, specifically because this might be all there is. Like, uh, yeah, that's that. And also, uh, did I mention to you this book by Peter Singer, uh, The Life You Can Save? If I didn't, I did now, and it's important and a good one. So, uh, listen to the thing that I just said, uh, in the past. Good? Good. Thanks. These are yours. You can talk now. You can talk. You son of a bitch. So, it's good to be here. This isn't NPR. On February. Don't date it, because then people will be able to decipher how long it takes to get them out. I'm trying to make it weird. That would make it weird immediately. You're the weirdest guy I know. Hey, everybody. It's It's good to be here on August 39th. Hmm. It's not a real time. Nope. Not a real day. Ognember. What year? 12th <laughs> May, Thursday. That's from the Terminator. First Terminator. Guy time travels. It's the guy that you don't remember. The guy that comes to fight the Terminator robot in Terminator Part 1. Yeah, boring. Goes up to a cop. What's his name? B- boring, is what I said. You fucking dick forever! Uh, but isn't it uh, Connor? Mr. Connor? Uh, well, yeah. He fucks. He goes into the past. Does he marry her? Wait, no, her last name's Connor. His name's not Connor. No, he's... Oh, I guess they never got married. No. Ooh. The the savior of the future is a bastard. He is a bastard. Out of wedlock. But listen to this. It's not just wedlock. He's out of time lock. Because (laughs) this guy from the future, the two whatever, probably around now. Mr. Guy. Back when they thought this would be like a robot infested. (laughs) You know what I mean? It almost is. It almost. Well, we do have our eye telephones and you have some sort of remote control. Droid. Droid. (laughs) Real good. Real weird. I just heard that like a baby uh, looking at his hands and remembering he has hands. That's what that. I was so pleased with my droid. That was a, that's the truest laugh I've ever had. Wow! Wow! Mike Kaplan is here, by the way. So listen, time lock, wedlock. This guy goes back in time to fight the Schwarzenegger Terminator robot, the first Terminator robot. The bad, bad. He's bad. He's a T eight hundred, and he comes back and he goes up to a cop and he goes. The date. And he goes, 12th May, Thursday. And then he goes, <laughs> what year? Right? Okay. But then what's Which is more- also a Shane Moss joke. Did you know that? What is? Uh, about uh, confusing people. Uh, who People who don't know the time or that ends. He's like, no, no, no. What year? Uh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Ooh, Shane Moss probably doesn't even realize it happened in the Terminator. Yeah. It wasn't funny in the Terminator, though. It was to me. Okay. Me and my brother still go... Que año, Carlos? I don't know why we do it in Spanish and why do we make the cop named Carlos. But we do. 
This is the weirdest opening to an episode ever. Have we started? Yeah, we've definitely started. Can I say what I want to finish is that he comes back in time, sleeps with Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, conceives her son, who in the future is the leader of the guy he sends him back. He sent, It's like you sending your father back in time to conceive you. Pretty selfish. <laughs> Why? Because otherwise he wouldn't have been. But then he couldn't have happened. He w- <laughs> I have a lot of problems with the time travel as it exists in the Terminator universe. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good place to start. You are one of the weirdest people I know. Mike Kaplan is here. He's a, he's a comedian. Thank you. You spell your name. We're not even going to talk about how you spell your name. It's not Fuck important. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck that. But it's MYQ. Mm-hmm. That's probably everybody's first question. Who gives a shit? And I spell shit with two Ys. <laughs> uh, Where are, are, together? Yeah, S-H-Y-Y-T. Not Y-S-H-T-Y. Yeah. One of my biggest laughs right now is I do this joke where I go, and then I pulled up to a hotel. It looked like an abandoned building that they had spray-painted hotel on it. Two E's. Put them where you want. <laughs> That's like a Mike Kaplan joke. Put it's, them where you want. I almost... It's like what I just said to you. It's so much like what you just said to me. In fact, I'm sending that joke back in time to do... Okay. I'm your I biggest, forced it. I'm your biggest laugh. I forced it. I forced it. I f- you forced it weird. I just turned my phone off. Blowing up a lot. Blowing up a lot. So it's great to be here in the future. Well, we're in the past. It's great to be there in your ears in the future, listeners. Oh, that's right. Okay, you're being your voice. And yeah. You're, yeah you're, you're, they know things that we don't know. They, what happened, guys? Tell us. They can't tell us. Tell us. You can email the show at we don't have an email. We need an email. <laughs> hey, we do. You, you should see if they have that. We don't have an email at gmail.com. <laughs> Try to get also uh, whatwebsite.com. Uh, TJ Miller does not have a website.com. Is TJ's website. Wow. Yeah. He's, it's very zen. He's a zen guy. Yeah, the beginning, of not, the beginning of having a website is admitting that you don't have a website. <laughs> that, I think Socrates said that. Yeah, yeah that's the beginning of uh, HTML knowledge. Mm, mm. Didn't want there to be dead air, but wanted to drink some coffee. This already has its own vibe. We've been trying to do this for a while. I'm so happy that you came in. I'm happy too. You made a lot of noise while you were drinking that coffee, though. Well, so. it's it's like radio. What's better, dead air or? Yeah. I, we leave that to the listener. What is this? You've turned it into NPR. Uh, you're one of the weirdest people I know. This is going to be the easiest episode ever. Let's, uh, yeah. First of all, wedlock. You don't believe in it. Uh, no, no. It, What's I, your problem? I totally believe in it. It ah, happens. <laughs> when did that okay. joke wear out its welcome? Oh, I don't remember. When I, people are like, he doesn't believe in this. My tone. It's a real thing. My tone represented that I have the same viewpoint that you do, right? That, that Which one? I wasn't making the joke. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a big thing that I do. Making fun of making the joke. Make a joke, but do it in some sort of cadence that implies you're better than the <laughs> joke is when, 90% of what I do. When in fact. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I just listened to uh, one of your episodes today. Mm. I won't say which one, so Ooh. they don't know because if somebody was listening to me listen to it, then they'll know what day it is. <laughs> yeah, I like your participation in that absurd formula <laughs> I set up. That, that is commitment to a bit. Uh, but I, it was the part uh, where you were, you played at the beginning of it, you're really, really, and, uh-huh. and you go through that extended thing, and uh-huh. then you do that thing where you're like, I'm, you're mad at that guy, and that, yeah. guy, and that, and guy that guy's is, me. That guy is, it's, the, it's the ultimate twist. <laughs> it is the ultimate twist. I When I say in that bit, I, I make fun of people that go like, when something doesn't ring up, they go, must be free. I say that. Of course. So in the, at the end of the bit, I go, I realize I'm the asshole in all these examples, and then people are like, oh, it's like a murder mystery. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it, you were a ghost all the time. I was dead the whole time. Oh, I love... You were the ghost of a Terminator. Of a T-800? Yeah. What was the name? I was trying ghost to... in the Machine. Ooh, anime? Uh, I was just... Yes. Do you masturbate to anime? No. 
I masturbate. I kind to, of. I can mas- I tell you? Can, let, 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 let's go. What do you masturbate to? I masturbate to real people, but I imagine them that they're cartoons. Oh, to silly it up upstairs. Yeah. I think I I, I recently uh, was on a pornographic website. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I call them pornographs. Pornographs, like an old lithograph, like an old time, like you, a, a phonograph. You put uh, a picture of a naked lady on like a turntable at, that comes out of like some sort of horn. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> come on, my face. <laughs> oh, I'm your daddy. <laughs> I wish we had a horn to. I'm your daddy. That's not bad. No. So I was watching pornography, and there was it's one of those sites that all this stuff gets dumped like so much, you know. Uh, that's that's, my, that's your kind of porn. Uh, no, <laughs> no, that's, getting dumped. That's, no, cum dumpster. I remember Nick Kroll was the first person I heard say cum dumpster. Really? It's a, it's a, and oh, also cum gutters. What about dumb cumster? Dumb where you dr- that guy's a dumb cumster coming <laughs> into a cum dumpster. That reminds me. This is going to be horrible. I rem- I one time <laughs> riffed a bit that is so a you bit. That's what's one of the great things about you is you're such a unique voice. It's, it's my Kaplan. My Kaplan jokes. And I did a joke. I riffed it where I was saying, uh, pillage a village. You pillage a village. What, what is it? Where did that word come from? And I like to think that it was like this big, scary Viking who made a mistake. He was like, we're going to go to that village and uh, we're going to pillage. And no one wanted to correct him. So everyone was just like, that's right. That's right. Pillage the village. And then we're going to. You know, uh, back then they called women uh, napes. Oh, you got that immediately. Of course. That's my big thing for you is that you can't shut your brain off because your brain is always thinking and looking at words and all this sort of stuff. And that my impression of you after a show is you go home and you and you just can't shut it off. You're trying to sleep and you're like, down comforter, goose down, goose down, goose down syndrome. And you just cry and you go, I can't stop it. My, you know what I call people who can't turn their brain off? Who can turn their brain off? Who? Dead people. Oh, shit. Yeah. Take that. You see dead people? Uh, second, 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 sixth sense reference. Do you know what? Uh, in as many months. That joke that you did, that pillage village joke. Yeah, well, that, uh, is, that was one time. No, no, that joke that you do all the time. Mm. That's uh, your, the staple of your act. Yeah. I, I understand it. Yeah, 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 It's actually the very first, that's like the very first joke that I ever wrote. Which that, was? Uh, it was basically about how pirate sounds like parrot and how did that happen because pirates have parrots. So I was like, there must have been some, somebody oh sent God. a guy off for a bunch of pirates and he brought back a bunch of parrots at, and he was like, what? I wanted seafaring cutthroats. And I, so he's go get, get those guys. And now they each get a bird. That's not bad at all. It didn't work almost ever. Sometimes it does when I, when I present it as yeah, well, the first worst joke I ever told. Sure. And also now that I get who you are, they didn't know your style at all. It's not necessarily. No, they're, like, they're like, maybe this guy's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's not an opener. I wouldn't open with it. I, I had one recently that I did that was kind of also like your style of uh, humor. Which, as I said... Uh, I call that memer. Meme- you, you, to me, it's humor. And to you, it's memer. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I feel like I just tripped and fell in quicksand, and it's your jokes. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody throw me a premise that exists in the real world. <laughs> somebody give me a, a, memer. a vine made of emotion. You're like an MIT comedy student. That's who you are. You can't, you're, you're like a, a savant or like a chemist. It's a good thing. Those are different things. Like a <laughs> See? I can't fence with you. I'm totally outgunned. You're like a zebra or a wrench. Oh, I need help I with just... words. Oh, my joke was, hi, it was one of my earliest jokes. I go, 
Hi, I'm Pete. Some of you might be uh, recognizing me right now. Some of you might be cognizing me for the first time. <laughs> I like it. Recognizing. Like, that's a, that's a kind of a thing that you would at least enjoy, not necessarily do. Do you want to hear something real about that? Yeah. Or Al for the first time? Uh, I didn't get it. Re-Al. Oh, uh, yeah. God. I did what you did, but in a much worse oh, God. way. Uh, when your jokes are bad, they're like, they're like violations. I felt violated by your words. Yeah, the the best I hope for sometimes is making people laugh and be mad at themselves for laughing. Yeah, they, they do. They and you angry. do do that. I, Let's talk a little bit about your comedy, and then I, w- I do want to get back to wedlock off to anime Wed- and, and yeah. wedlock. You are you're super weird. I have so many things to ask. You. Oh, the point is cognizing. I mean, that comes from cogn means something like knowing. So cognizing is yeah. that word would be to know for the first time, and then recognize like oh yeah, I'm re I'm reco- yeah, yeah. I know them again. Yeah, like cognition. That's where you get it. Cognition, recognition. Cog factory. Yep, recog factory. Recog styles. Uh, blah, blah. I threw up. Listen. Yes. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, your style is you whip them into these frenzies. People that aren't familiar with Mike's stand-up, you should watch it because it really is a phenomenon of this uh, house of cards. Uh, you're, you're making me do all these analogies. But you, <laughs> you're this house of cards, and it's very funny, and then the house starts falling in on itself and then talking about how it's doing that and ends up taller somehow. (laughs) (laughs) I really like the cards, like the face pictures are talking out of their faces. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I like that. And it forms one big face also. We do that a lot. It's hyper-conscious is what it's called. You're aware that you're doing stand-up. You're aware that you're telling jokes, but a lot of people pretend like they're not. Sure. They're like, hey, how you doing? (laughs) And you're like, oh, that's a pretty standard intro, intro, introduction. Maybe introduce you to my wife. I don't believe in wife. But like you do it funny. It's impossible to do. I hate when I try and do it and I can't do it, but I can't do it. You do it. And you whip them into frenzies. Good for you. Thanks, Pete. You vegan. That's another thing. Vegan. I appreciate it. Vegan. Okay. Writing down vegan. Do you jerk off to anime? No. (laughs) I'll tell you oh, this is the story. I'm sorry. This is the story. Is I'll tell I... you that I'm going to listen to your story. Yes. <laughs> Let me interrupt you, the guest. I'm the worst. February. Oh, March. You're naming what month we're in? Doesn't matter. Yep. You're, could could be, dead. Could people, be April. People could be stalking us based on those dates. They could figure out when we were here. Ooh, time travel. It all goes back. <laughs> this is the worst and the best podcast. This is like what you're going for. People are hopefully enjoying it and hating it. Uh, <laughs> That's my hope. I was on one of those uh, come dumpster websites. <laughs> oh, right, right, right. Your story. Yeah, and I'm looking at all the frames, and one of them is like a cartoon. It's not like a cartoon cartoon. It's kind of like a uh, money for nothing. Oh, I see. You know, I see Dire Straits? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you get it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money for nothing. Sex so it looks like that video. So, But, you know, nice now. We have more polygons. So it looked okay, and I looked at it, and I, and I was like, oh, that would be interesting, and you look at it, and it didn't do it for me at all. And I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you're kind of, like, glad something doesn't do it for you. You're like, oh, thank God. Check that off of the yeah. come bucket list. Yeah. <laughs> for fuck's sake. What are you, I, a sharpshooter all day? I can't. This is the thing, man, is you're you all the time, and I love it. That's fantastic. Come bucket list. Fuck you, man. Is come bucket even a thing? It it's sounds like, a, like it. Come bucket. Yeah. Yeah, you'd call the loose woman. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to. I've never <laughs> called someone a come bucket. This is a filthy. It is. It's pretty, mm. That's pretty weird. Mm-hmm. Because we're pretty clean. We're pretty me. clean, people. 
I was just that's that's one of those things. Even if I say cum bucket, people will be like, I like that you keep it clean. People, I, I did a show. I did shows at Foxwoods uh, recently. I won't say exactly uh. one. <laughs> Don't check my schedule. I'm not going to blow up your spot. Uh, back in February of yeah. 2012. Good pronounce. Good pronounce. Uh, yeah, I had some. I had a, a stepsister at the show. A, mm. I had a stepsister, mm-hmm. uh, not I, eight stepsisters. No, I only have one. So the one, the one. <laughs> my stepsister, some might say. Yep. Uh, and she was there with that a couple would be friends. You. And they, they were, yeah, that person would be me. God, uh, I'm just trying to do you. <laughs> Look at you. You have a bottle of Advil. Way to Jew it up today. Really doing it right. Well, I drank. I drank. <laughs> you, you came to the interview with comic books and Advil. We're in a comic book store, you... and you are loud. Uh... <laughs> Oh, my God. I thought I found a loaded shotgun, <laughs> and you were breaking into my bedroom, and I went, I am going to call it, first of all, the way to Jew it up, it's offensive shotgun, and I'm going to blow you away. I Bugs bunny you right and in your you face. And you Bugs bunny me in my fucking face, you cum bucket. That's a, you're an amazing mind. I That's pe- unbelievable. Laser accuracy, we call that. Go on. Um. <laughs> Oh, they, they were saying they appreciated that. And you are loud. <laughs> ibuprofen, ubuprofen. Come on, MikeKaplan.com with a YQ. There's a, do you know the, the podcast, Keith and the Girl? Do you say that of your fans? You go, what's your YQ? <laughs> oh, my God. I want to cut myself. I've never done that. You. That's the thing is people will be like, you're like this, and then they get me way more than I'm like, I'm you. Oh, yeah. You've just tapped into the part of yourself that is me. Really, that's right. And it's worse. And it's not honed. It's not polished at all. That's what people who, people who don't like me really just don't like something in themselves that's like me. That's what Jewel said in Pieces of You. Be- me? Yeah, she wrote a song. <laughs> she said about that you. about me. Katie, did you listen to Pieces of You? Oh God, just just me. No, no, I've I've heard some of that. I, yeah, but it was the, very the, popular. The song Pieces of You. Oh. I just made it weird. That's your karaoke song. But then she, it, I wish it were available. I usually do rap at karaoke. Uh, Is that true? Yeah, normally I'll do some Eminem or I did Cypress Hill, uh, Insane in the Brain once, and realized that there were many black people in the room, and I couldn't say all the words in the song. Are there N words in that? There's, song? there's definitely. <laughs> they, uh, the first time I saw it on Saturday Night Live, they said brother. A brother like me is going insane. Cypress really? Hill themselves. Yeah. I think I think they I think NBC might have done that. I don't think they chose to do it. You mean N word BC? <laughs> God, that I'm is, gonna stop. I that's that is actually a, jo- a joke of mine. Is it? Uh, I say that when I on TV you can't say what you know everything that you want to. Like I, I was on NBC and they said you can't use the N word or the B word or the C word. Wow, which is hypocritical because okay. those are okay. Yeah. So I'm still dying on the floor from the shotgun blast to my face, but I have a, a, a pen that I stuck in your foot. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> Yeah, your face is immune to shotgun. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm not dead quite yet. So what, what weird thing do we want to talk about first? You are polyamorous. Uh, I That's prefer, the first thing. I prefer non-monogamous. Non-monogamist. More negative. Uh, yeah. I, polyamorous I, sounds like you're like walking around. Love everyone. Loving everybody. I mean, but I think, here's the thing. Getting is, it deep. I, I guess. <laughs> so deep in someone, it's in someone else. <laughs> my god in, in one hole out the other in a third oh jesus this is not what i'm about and they're not aware of each other not let's get all our filthy thoughts out <laughs> now because we're two clean friendly people i uh, i've been a serial monogamist uh, mm-hmm. for most of my adulthood uh-huh it's i think vine swinging from relation to relation yeah what what average are we looking at how much time uh it, most of them were one year one year most, oh that's very similar to me i love a, a good, good one year most were one year one my, year my marriage was three years i forgot you were divorced 
That's so negative. Was married. Was married. You were married. I'm unmarried, You're... meaning I got married and then began... That's interesting that when people who haven't been married, they're like, I'm unmarried. Who, un- who unmarried you? Mm, I was never married. <laughs> they're pre-married. Yes. Unless they'll never marry. You were married. Right. Yeah, premarital sex is only premarital if you get married. So oh my God. loopholes, guys. I feel like I'm in some sort of athenal temple and you're like this comedian and you're reading from a scroll. <laughs> and we laugh, we laugh, but we also learn and there are grapes and wine and it's turned and no one wants to mention it. Definitely turn, though. I am the kind of comedian who can turn grapes into wine. Oh, <laughs> nice. You kind know, sac- the kind with feet. <laughs> sacrilegious. Uh, sac delicious. That's a Simpsons joke. Sacrilegious. Uh, yeah, sac delicious, I don't think they could say. <laughs> that's what you say if you this have a sac good, is delicious. Good lunch. If your mom's like, did you like that lunch your mom made? That you? I packed in those testicles. Yeah. Sack means miss different, different things. Yeah, I get, I get it. I'm going to bring you back to girls. Yeah. Uh, thank- oh, why were you married? <laughs> Look, let me never, let me rephrase. I, I mean, how were you married? Yeah, what happened? What happened? Tell me what happened. Because uh, you're a young man. How old are you? I am 33 years old. 33. That's your Christ year. I'm 32. Yep. When were you married? I was married from around 25. I got I got together with a woman at 24. We uh-huh. married at 25, uh-huh. and then divorced. I separated at 27. Divorced at 28. I was also divorced at 28. We're the same. My wife was your age when we got married. I was 22. Is she single? Yeah, Great. Mo- mostly single. She <laughs> dabbled. She dabbled. No, no, no. My my uh, wife did not dabble. She that's how it ended. But that's not what she did the whole time. I just don't want to you know shit on this person. She's a person, and she's a big fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> Is she? I have no idea. Probably. I have to imagine that she does not tune in. Who wants to? Does you think your ex wife tunes into last comic? Uh, I my my ex wife and I are friends. What? We're friends. What? Again? <laughs> One more. We're what? <laughs> yeah. Good, at the same time. Uh, How are you living? In living color. Uh, okay, so you and your ex-wife are friends. What happened? Why did you get divorced? Because you couldn't stop? <laughs> Is it because you couldn't stop? Uh, yeah, not that I couldn't stop being married. I could definitely stop that. Uh, no, here's here's the... In, in short, I was, you know... From college on, basically like one girl a year, because by a year, I was like, well, that's enough. I, uh, yep. I've i sucked all the enjoyment out of, you know, getting to know a new person yep. is really exciting. And, sure. and then after a year or so, the brain chemicals settle down and you have to be like, oh, well, now this is regular. Is this what I want? Oh, how and depressing. every time it was no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's I think that's the, there's oh, objective I- science behind the idea that after like a year to 18 months, uh, the chemicals uh, of like, quote unquote, love like disappear and all you have is like the memory of that which is supposed to sustain because that's the amount of time it takes to like meet somebody impregnate them and then raise the baby for a little bit and then be on your way oh shit what the fuck just happened (laughs) i mean that's not you don't have to be on your way evolutionarily you're saying that love is this built-in thing that you fall in love it's real intense and and it's kind of like a like a like a instinct that we have that you would impregnate them and stick around for the beginning, but then head off to do it again. Head off to do it again to keep the planet going. Keep it going. Keep, keep your going. keep your genes going. But also, you can you can say that that's lust. You you don't have to call that love. You can say love is the the choice that you make after that. Yeah. It, maybe it lasts longer for some people. Maybe it continues longer for. I've heard that theory though that if you're real white hot at the beginning of a relationship, that can be good because the rest of the relationship will be built almost like you wake up from that dream and then you just kind of keep remembering. 
how great it was. And, and you, yeah, keep doing different things. You have your own life. You know, you build your own, you know, your career, your path, your passions. They have theirs. And hopefully then you can keep telling each other and supporting each other and, you know, having stuff to talk about and doing yeah. if, if that's your if that's your deal. But th- I, see, this kind of goes into your polyamority, which you call non-monogamy, non-monogamy. Yeah. Nomogamy. <laughs> Mahogany. Nonogamy. Nonogamy. You're so good. Nonogamy. So you believe it's it's kind of depressing. It's a little depressing. No, no, my thing's really good. I get tell me, tell I me, get tell everything. Because what? Uh, here's my ideal situation. Tell me. It's, I don't know the exact shape of it, but I the joke that I have is I want just I don't want I want to find the one who will let me be with others. That's all. Uh. Like I get everything. Have cake and then also have other desserts, other pies, and you know cookies and such. Uh, sincerely, like I mean, I want to. I would love to have somebody to build a life with, to yeah. a, a partnership. Uh, it's almost like you want an atheist. You're an atheist. I know you're an atheist, but I'm saying it's like you're an atheist, but you also want a church that you can go to and like hang and out you can in. Have that. Yeah, you can have like some sort of weird meeting community center. I do not like. I mean, I, you can if you want to be an atheist. A place in, to in be, a get married. A place to get married. A place to be buried. All that sort of stuff. You all just, the arids. All the arids. You don't want. So anyway, we don't have to go with that analogy. But I'm just saying. Oh sure. Okay, in that situation, is the girl also? Yeah, she is. A, she should do what she wants to do, and you find somebody. Can who I wants, ask you a weird one? Do you secretly want her to be like only into girls? Yes. Bass solo. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like that's what we will insert that later. You is that true? Uh, no, I mean obviously. Let's I, paint the perfect Mike Kaplan picture. I am a human. You're a human. Uh, I did get a robot tattooed on my body earlier this week. You did? Yeah. Let's see it. Nice, bro. Did you get that done here? Nope, in New York. Nice. It kind of looks like Orco. Oh, okay. For those of you at home that remember <laughs> He-Man. Okay, oh, yeah. so let's paint it. You meet this girl. Yes. What's she look like? Uh, whatever whatever I on. want. Come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You don't have to tell me what she looks like. Uh, not not the skinniest, not the boniest, mm. not a... You like it a little thick. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, extra not- scoop. Let me. Can I put it, it because I also enjoy women like that, where it's like they're not necessarily uh, overweight. They're that's healthy. just how they are. They're healthy, and that's how they belong. Mm-hmm. That's where they belong. And if they were in a museum, like we would see paintings of women like this, very much. I guess Rubenesque. I don't know who Ruben is, but it's the sandwich they eat. That's yeah, somebody's joke. It's the I'm guy sure. who won American Idol. He was pretty Rubenesque. <laughs> that's where it came from back in time. <laughs> Oh God! But yes, I understand. It's that great line in Pulp Fiction where they say it's it's a shame that things are pleasant to the touch aren't necessarily pleasant to the sight. Mm. Is that they say? Yeah, I actually disagree, but I I like the way it looks and the way it feels. Definitely. But you don't want to feel like you're fucking an eight year old boy. I definitely don't. Unless you, it's a cartoon. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. No, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you say no to that. My improv please, instincts yeah, are to yeah, say yeah, yes. To agree How to that do I make it right? horrible joke. Uh, okay, okay, lovely. So, so yeah, so we have this this person who yeah. has her. She's hippie. Her likes, her dislikes, uh, and her. You know, if she wants to, like, here's the thing. Not like I, a hippie, but yeah, not dirty. Yeah, um, <laughs> but has hips. Yeah. Go on. Uh, yeah, that if they want to be with another, you know, a person every so often, that is totally. I, I just. Being with one person for 60 years seems crazy. <laughs> like, one person has that. Like, and also, you know who else thinks it's crazy? Most people who get married. Most marriages you yeah. know, don't do that. You mm. know, they, I mean, you, if you can do it and you want to, then great. But I'm just saying you don't have to want to. And if you find somebody else who doesn't want to, then you could have, you know, what's less sad, you know, if you don't, if you don't like the idea of being, I think, alone. You know, I mean, I definitely don't like the idea of being alone forever. But I'm happier to be with, you know, a person 
I'm happy to be by myself than with a person who doesn't want what I want, who, you know, we're heading in ultimate directions. I just want, you know, in ultimate directions. Yeah, I like, yeah, I like that's it. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, that's interesting. You're kind of, you don't want to, you don't want to play the game. You, you're not participating. You kind of woke up and realized, like, why are we all uh, agreeing to do this when you, if, uh, if I'm hearing you right, you look at the facts and you're like, these people uh, seem to be miserable. A lot of them. A lot of them. And additionally, I myself didn't, it wasn't working for me. So, right. I mean, if I find the, if I find a person with whom, you know, I make a decision with, I'm, I'm going to be with them. I'm going to, I tell everybody from the get go, if I start seeing, if I start dating somebody, if I see somebody regularly now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, after a little while, at some point, if they haven't listened to me on podcasts or seen my, <laughs> seen yeah. my comedy, which some, sometimes they have. Right. And then I don't have to tell them anything. They're like, oh, hey, uh, I, I like what you're, that's like what the, you're putting yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and but if I if they don't, then I'll at some point be like, hey, just to make sure that we're on the same page, uh, or at least in the same book group, you know, whatever the case. Yep. Uh, this is I don't think that I can be monogamous right now, and maybe not ever. Uh, so interesting. And then if they are cool, you know, does they, that go over? So so far, <laughs> it's gone okay. It goes okay. Yeah. Do you? And, and if it doesn't, then that's not the person that I want to be with right now. And this is also, I could always change my mind. If, I, if I'm 50 and haven't found the relationship or relationships that I want, I could be like, well, that didn't work. Let's uh, call back all the people who, for whom I was perfect, except for this one thing, and tell them that I'm cool now. Right. Uh, that's really weird and very challenging. I'm very challenged by your ideas. I mean, like, I'm optimistic. You don't want to have kids? Yeah. Uh, I don't... I don't specifically have a, a decision made one way or the other. I don't have the need to. If I met somebody who was perfect and was like, I don't want kids, I'd be like, fine. If yeah. they were like, I really want kids, I'd be like... It wouldn't be a deal breaker? Not at all, either way. That seems to me, when I think about marriage, that seems to be why it exists, uh, a lot of it. I, I really enjoy commitment, but then like when you think about... Uh, the legality of it and all that sort of like Bill Burr was on the show and he ranted about how even if they cheat on you, they get half of your everything, half of all your stuff, which is he's just like, that's insane. So I'm just not going to get married. Kind of like George Carlin. He had a spouse without papers is what they called it. Sure. Uh, but then there's common law marriage and stuff. Like if you shack up together long enough, you do get some sort of rights or whatever. It just seems to it seems to me once you have kids, that's the real pressure to have marriage have some sort of title and today i mean even more so than ever before i'd say that's not the case it's not as much the case as it used to be yeah you know, there's plenty of do you think that's yeah. going to continue to dissolve are you leading some sort of revolution here i yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah does, everybody out there who's following me yeah uh, no uh a yeah, I'm, I'm on uh, twitter and i'm leading that that revolution of my yeah, uh, yeah i'm not sure I'm not announcing any but uh, you uh, oh, let me, i'm sorry i'm gonna change the subject please. slightly is that you uh in your ideal world with this rubenesque uh, redhead Sure. Or, <laughs> I just guess. Probably brunette. Okay, a brunette, a ruminous Or blonde. Brunette. Yeah, a blonde. I, I, I don't see it. I don't care about see, that. Color. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, well, you can change it. Uh, you, you're in that situation, and uh, and she uh, likes to fuck around, but with other girls, and then you can stick it anywhere in the world. Yeah. <laughs> That's that, that sounds great. You know, it's so funny. It's, it's, it's my upbringing. It's my tr- I, I come from a family. You know, like my dad is like, it's an empty life to not have a uh, wife and children so that's a that's a value of mine so that's what makes me laugh uncomfortably when you're kind of like no this is what i want i am not going to apologize for it oh yeah additionally i mean obviously not everyone needs to want the same things and people who don't want what your dad wants aren't wrong right you, you understand that intellectually yes uh but also you could have a family in this mindset like there are people raising families yeah uh, and in, in fact <laughs> I keep picturing you in some sort of silk robe with like a roach clip just burning <laughs> one down in your weird wood paneled basement i don't really smoke pot with a shag carpet you do 
you now with a shag carpet <laughs> and your Rubenesque wife, and you're like, I gotta go, babe. Trish wants some deep dicking, and you moonwalk in slippers into your fucking Camaro because you don't have kids. Wow. Yeah, and then you bone Trish. Ooh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Are you on board? Are you? <laughs> oh, but you're not a swinger. No. You don't want to swing. Not specifically. You don't want to like have a completely casual gonzo just let's get to bone and you want relationships with multiple people? Uh, I mean, I like the idea of if I'm on the road uh, and some somebody catches my fancy and I catch theirs, we, yeah. we each throw each other a fancy and then catch them. That's uh, interesting. I guess your, your philosophy is if somebody, uh, let me guess, if somebody loves you, why would they want to deny you the pleasure of doing a show and then finding that uh, Rubenesque kind of... Uh, Kelly from uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen from the uh, She's a good 90210 years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Moonface, we call that. Not anymore. Not anymore. No, she's on white collar now. Sorry, Tiff. Better back then. Sorry, Tiff. But oh, yeah, okay. better back then. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the porn you like uh, black dudes get involved because uh, th- those types of girls typically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my, my name is spelled like a black guy, so. Is it? Uh, oh, yeah, that you, yeah. They you might that. get that. They do that sometimes. Have you found other mics with MYQs? Uh, there are some out there, but, I mean, it's just the kind of adding weird letters to your name is a thing that yeah. is more popular. Non-traditional. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. Well, what a weird, uh, what a weird thing. But you, eh, yeah. what are I, you doing now? Uh, I am, you know, I, I ended a relationship in November, and I have not started a new monogamous commitment. I that have. was a monogamous commitment? Uh, it was one where, at the beginning of it, we discussed... Ultimately, you know, I we had we were friends, and we had we totally. She knew what my ultimate ideal was, and she, it was something that intellectually made sense to her. But over the course of our relationship discussions and the, taking sort of baby steps in that direction, uh, were not ultimately. You mean for you, you're baby stepping into other other vaginas? Yes. <laughs> Just the way I'm picturing that was very inappropriate, and then she was not okay with that. Uh, ultimately, <clears throat> yeah. Yes, no. she, she decided that she was not. So th- I feel like that's going to happen a lot in this effort to have this lifestyle. I have to imagine you're going to meet people. You're going to tell them. You're going to think you're going to be like straight up about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to be on board in theory. And then once uh, the feelings grow and stuff, I think it's going to be very – it's going to be harder to find someone that's genuinely okay with it a year or so into the relationship and they love you then someone who when they kind of think you're interesting will uh you know verbally agree to try that i agree this may be difficult you're right i should just go back to the easy relationship way oh i'm not even trying to get you to come back to the easy relationship way. <laughs> but, i mean my point is that it's not there is no there is no easy relationship mm. way you have to figure out what you want that's brilliant it, yeah like, you're right i think of it i honestly think of this the way that i feel the about this easy relationship way and i th- i didn't even get your sarcasm i was like yeah you should just uh find a regular girl <laughs> and you know what actually makes me sad is the thought of of, of marriages uh who is that there's an asian guy from boston who does letterman you know, uh, Joe Wong. Joe Wong. He has that great joke where he goes, I never want to get married. Did you know that 50% of marriages last forever? Yeah, yeah. The sad thing for me... Is he's married. Is he? Oh, yeah. He has a kid. Ah, come on. Uh, the sad thing for me is the resigned. That's when a marriage works technically because, like you were saying, you found your lives and you kind of... It, it's not the notebook. It's not love eternal. It's this sort of like, I've given up. I think that scares a lot of people like you or I or Katie or whoever that isn't yet married and you're kind of like, this could be the best. And then you I, – I fear that – I don't fear like leaving or, or something horrible exploding and, and like emotions running high. I kind of fear giving up. 
and 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 having like a train set in the basement. Oh yeah, I can't I can't imagine that happening. And jerking I, in the shower, <laughs> and that's the best part of my day, American Beauty style. Don't get those confused. Don't jerk on the train set. No, into the there's a little cargo car for it. Gross. And put the train in the shower. <laughs> I mean, jerk onto the train set, then throw it into the shower. You're fine. <laughs> and then when I bathe, I just roll around on train tracks. <laughs> no, nobody set up understands the train this. set in the shower. Yeah, this is the weirdest we've ever gotten on this show. Well, good for you. How did, why, do you, why did your marriage end? You never told me. Oh, uh, I mean, ultimately, I didn't... Oh, the reason I, start, I got into it, why I didn't even answer that, mm. uh, because all the relationships that ended after a year, I finally got to this woman who I didn't want to stop being with after a year, and I was like, uh-huh. oh, I guess that's it. After, if you can make it past a year, that's forever. That was literally what I thought. Uh, and then, uh, did you know that that's not the case? Yeah. How are people receiving when you do bits about this? Because you're doing more. I know we were joking that you do this kind of deconstructing word stuff, but you're doing your uh, your jokes about uh, non-monogamy in your act. I and I know you tour around. I do. Is it received well? Uh, I mean, my whole life and the things that I talk about in my act are not necessarily, on the, on the face of it, received well. You know, like my views on, say, religion or diet or, uh, you know, uh, homophobia, sexism, racism. Like, you know, there's places where people are like, what's wrong with those things? Do you, you know? go to those places? I go to, I go to wherever they send me. Really? I'm going to Utah in a couple months. I'm going to Utah. All right. I like Utah, though. Sure. Clean city, Never nice been. people. I, actually, I mean, Utah, largest porn consumption in the country. Did Is that know? right? Of course. Of course, the, you say the people who Ooh, say the, shaking it up. The people who are against things the most, yeah, are the ones that are doing it the Buddy, most. Buddy, can I tell you when I was religious, my relationship with the pornographic arts. What did you say? A pornograph? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, still funny. Uh, was so much more intense because uh, it was a cocktail of desire. Cocktail. It was a desire. Like I was horny, and also the shame chaser. Shame chaser! Oh yeah. Do you understand? It was like the the it was like a, a what do they call it? Like a, when you do heroin and coke at the same time, one brings you up and then and then you go down. I don't know what that's called. I've never done that, but I'm just saying. Like I have to tell you, I've never done that. <laughs> I don't know if you know that I don't do heroin, but uh, the idea that uh, it once I got rid of the shame and I was just like pornography is a thing that I sometimes look at and uh, it helps me masturbate. I know this sounds kind of weird, but once I just let it be what it was infinitely less interesting once i once i stopped thinking that there was a god that every time i did it was mad at me which is literally what i thought literally garrison keeler had a story worrying about the second coming happening while i was masturbating sort of stuff once i let go of that i was just like that's an image that i'm looking at that arouses me and i've hurt no one i've maybe uh degraded myself you could you could make an argument that you didn't do like the coolest thing in the world <laughs> you could definitely make that <laughs> yeah argument. You, you, it's not like you're like but it do things are great in fact who would who would argue okay here's the coolest yeah. thing in the world yeah yeah it's behind this door you open it, it's me in a robe <laughs> with a macbook <laughs> jesus you said the coolest thing in the world for him for him but he why is he crying but once you, uh, Oscar Wilde said the only... He's, he's lost God. <laughs> no, the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it. And there's actually a lot of truth to that. I was like, it, it just uh, it just diffused it. So I understand. In Utah, if, if what you're saying is true, which I, I bet it is, it they get that burning. They get that sour sweet. Ooh, the sour sweet. You do it. You enjoy it. It's way hotter. You feel bad about it. You destroy it, probably. They're probably throwing it away. You probably get a lot Computers of people. Computers in the garbage. Yeah. yeah. Delete the cache. Uh, unsubscribe. 
uh, horrible like shame. That I think that's part of it. That's part of it. You get addicted to it. I used to be big into being like, I think I'm addicted to pornography because I was like 22. You're horny all the time. So you want to look at it all the time. And I'm like, I have a problem. It's like, fuck, I wish someone could go back and be like, Pete, fucking take it easy. And maybe have sex with a girl. That would be better. Indeed. Yeah. So where 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 were you? Uh, Utah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you go I, to Utah. I, I go to place. Oh, yeah. The question was, what? how do I uh, do in front of audiences that don't like the things mm. I say? I mean, that's sort of my part of my challenge all the time is making things palatable for, you know, I mean. Yeah, like, because you're a lot of unpopular things. Um, I, have, I have this theory that, like, there's a social, uh, there's a level of acceptability. You can think about certain things. Garbage, this coffee cup. I'm going to throw it away. Yep. And it'll be in a landfill. That's mm-hmm. terrible. See, I've already gone and thought about it too much. To be socially acceptable. Nobody wants to think about that. We all want to live in the illusion that, no, that's fine. It'll be fine. We'll be dead soon sometime. It'll be fine. That's kind of what's happening when you throw a cup away. You're like, I'll be dead. Yeah. Yep. Well, I'll be dead. Uh, But so you, when you think about your diet, when you think about dating, and when you think about religion, have gone to three areas where you thought about it so much that you're actually kind of on the outskirts of this town we call society. Sure. How's it it going over there? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about veganism, for example. Sure. Uh, I think about it. The, the, the thing that uh, last night I had this amazing dinner with uh, Kumail and Emily and uh, and my friend Oren, and we went out, and I was just not not. I told you that sometimes I'm vegan-ish. Yes, but I didn't give a fuck that night, and it was the best. It was the greatest thing in the world, and I'm eating all sorts of cream things, and it was the best, and uh, whatever. It was awesome. So I love living in a place where you can forfeit all that stuff, but I, I don't think you do that. I've been with you in places where it would have been much easier for you to eat a chicken taco, and instead you talk to a, a man who spoke very little English and you were like how are you making this tortilla uh yeah I I basically I mean all of it sort of springs from the same place for me which is you know uh, a basic utilitarian philosophy of like you know do as little harm as possible do as you know create as much pleasure as possible like all the things my diet my thought my stuff with religion my stuff with relationships all yeah. comes from the same place and, and comedy like That's create as much pleasure as possible without hurting you know, with hurting as few people and things as possible. So when you, if you want to eat like cheesecake, you're like, it, it sucks that they keep these cows pregnant the whole time and yeah, on their feet and they're miserable. They're, you know, so their... you can't shut that out. Uh, I mean, it, I don't feel it emotionally. It's just an intellectual switch that's been flipped. Like if somebody said to me, if somebody proved to me that, hey, actually the ground that they clear to make all the vegetable stuff, you know, kills actually this many more things than yeah. these good farms over here, then I'd be like, well, I should switch to those good farms then. Interesting. Like, if I lived a couple hundred years ago, I would not be a vegan because it's only since, like, the, uh, the Industrial Revolution that factory farming is as harmful yeah. and, and unnecessarily torturous as it's been. I got to tell you, that, that is – my whole life, that's been one of those things that I'm fully aware that if I looked into it, I would not participate in it. Louis had a great joke. Uh, You're being a dick to that animal? That uh, the, his was uh, – it was, uh, like, it's wrong to kill animals, like – I, I know that it's wrong. Yeah. I just don't care that it's wrong. That's that's what it is. That's everything for and but That's what I know. mean. Like you don't think you go you hit a certain part and you just stop thinking about it. And we all have to do that with some things. Like we do I, that with a lot of I things. I don't recycle as much as I like, you know, I, I drink a bottle and I'm like, Do you guys recycle here? No. Well, yeah. I guess this doesn't get recycled. Right. You know, I I mean sometimes I will. Sometimes I'll put it in my bag and Walk around and right. can find a place to do it. But it would be t- you'd be so exhausted if you tried to if you had all these virtues. If you had all like we have to have something. Some part of you has to go fuck it at some point. And it, it was way easier, you know. Like like I said, if just you know, however many years ago that you didn't, you just lived in your village. Yeah, uh, hope that nobody came and pillaged and. 
ferrets and pirates coming yeah. on the shore. I mean, you, you only knew these people. <laughs> like, you know, the clothes were, were made there. You didn't have to worry about sweatshops. The, you know, there yeah. were no computers being made yeah. by, you know, t- people with tiny fingers that, mm. you know, what, you know, everything. Making iPads and stuff. Isn't that weird? Fucking hey, man. See, that's the thing is you can stop and think about anything. I know my phone was probably made by a child. Yeah, and and the, the you can go the other way too because I've heard that they they're signing up to work there because working there is better than not working there in that country. Yeah, like they get a good wage then, for see, blah blah blah. I I, I was uh, I watched uh, Forks Over Knives or something some some film that was definitely being like hey eat more plants and eat less animals and I, and then I watched this philosophy movie and I was talking to Moshe who's also a vegan and I was like it's kind of indefensible eating animals it's kind of, it's this, it's this, uh, thing that feels fear and uh, screams you know like and all that sort of stuff and uh, and we're killing it and we eat it just because we like it we don't have to but we're doing that because we like it and then and then Moshe was like who's like I said a vegan he was like well no or you could just say that's how it is like like during slavery I mean I, I honestly think there are, there are great par- there are great parallels to be made to the I've abolitionists never like this You've never, <laughs> I've never had the ghost laugh where I'm just like so uncomfortable but also kind of haunting yeah that's how it is that, that's how it was. How, what could one person do? Yeah, I could I could let one slave go, but then I can't compete with those guys over there who don't let their slaves go. We gotta, and we're gonna get put out of business, and my family's gonna be hungry. We have to keep this slave. The less, the lesser of the evils, including starving, and that's more evil to me than e. I'll be. Ni- I won't whip him as much. Oh, I'll be like, hey, would you just work hard, and I promise I won't whip you. Yeah, I don't you... know. Were there slave drivers like that? Be like, yeah. oh, I really don't want it. This is gonna hurt. Me more than it hurt. Oh. This is, I mean, this is going to hurt, so yeah. uh, can we, let's just not. Yeah. You, you made it real, man. You made it real, real. <laughs> well, I, you know, my weird vegan thought is I often think if, if uh, aliens came down, and one of the things, one of the reasons we don't have a problem with killing animals is that we're like, cows, uh, cows what are they doing? You know, they're just mooing and shitting and standing around. And then if, they, if they're so much smarter, if aliens came and they're really smarter than us and they see us like tweeting on our phones and that just looks kind of like... <laughs> and then they're just like, I bet these fuckers are delicious. That's why, yeah, it's kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, like because it is it is the way of the time. Like, I don't judge people. Uh, yeah, I'm not. That's the thing is like I think people look at the when you say the word vegan, when you say the word atheist, when you say anything like I yeah. mean, like I don't know to, to jump to atheism for a second. Like, I don't, I I don't even like to say atheist anymore just because of the loadedness that it has like mm. i don't i don't guarantee that i don't guarantee anything i don't know anything you don't know it nobody know nobody knows yeah nobody knows definitely none, yeah. and and it doesn't matter so all all that matters is being a good person not hurting people right yeah. like that's that's where most religion came from but that has gotten twit like i just don't like that the things have gotten twisted you get the inquisition you get the crusades you get yeah. you know the the things going on in the middle east like it would be in my mind you know better to uh, be like, hey, let's just all let's just all be reasonable. Uh, yeah, and, you know, like live in the moment. Like that's the thing. <laughs> I just pictured you in the middle, like uh, uh, like medieval times, and there's these people, and they're about to brawl, and you just come out, and you're and you're Mike Kaplan, and somehow you have your modern day glasses, but guys, you're, you're wearing chainmail, <laughs> and you go, guys, let's just be reasonable, and just like. <laughs> Like, like an arrow right, right to your heart. And you're li- just like, I totally get this. I live in the best in the best time for me right now. I'm you glad- live in the best time for you. This I mean, is I, a great time for you. I would not. I mean, yeah, almost exactly the best time. Yeah. Like, you know, e- even if it's just like 20 years earlier and I wouldn't be where nerds were cool. Yeah, nerd. Yeah, what happened there? 
I don't know. It's it's funny. There's other comedians that are like, man, how do you do that? I'm like, I just this, I'm just doing it. Like, you mean what do you mean? What like what there's element? like people who are like, I gotta I gotta get in on this like glasses thing. Ah, uh, you're just being you. Yeah, I'm like, I just can't see. Yeah, and 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 you have to do the type of comedy that you're doing because that's the, the way your brain is working. Yeah, I uh, I legitimately and. I love everybody's. I love so many different types of comedy. Like, yeah. like Stan Hope's one of my favorites. Louis's one of my favorites. Paul F. Tompkins. The people who do like personal things. Like you know, you don't yeah. have to just like things. Right. I, I mean, I definitely aspire to be like to talk about things that are real and truthful and that are important to me. Sure. I think I do that, but I also can't. Then when things rhyme, I'm like, well, those things rhyme. Like, what am I going to not pretend that they don't rhyme? Do you know my Pierce bit? Pierce get Pierce. Do you like I, that bit? I, yeah, I told you the. Uh, oh Bru- wait. Tell, which one? I, I, I suggested that you could add uh, Bruce. Get Bruce. Go get some Bruce, Bruce. <laughs> that is a bit you could do. I don't even know why that joke works. Uh, it's because people love rhyme. People do love rhyme. That's that's what you're you're yelling at them. Hey. Yeah. Rhyming. Yeah. Rhyming is a thing. <laughs> yes. Rhyming is my thing. Yeah. My thing rhyming. Look, yeah, I yeah. did it again. You're the best. I mean, that's why rap and like I love freestyle rap. Have you ever seen like really, really good, good freestyle, freestyle rap? rap? <laughs> we just turn into coats. Oh man, it's Katie just <laughs> without even making a comment just br- uh, brooms our coats into the corner and we're d- we're gone. It's magical. Yeah, it is magical. Yeah, well, freestyle rap, I I I love uh, I love that stuff. It makes me nervous watching it. But then I learned, you know, they, they uh, you know, they, ha- they often will have a lot of lines kind of, not pre-written, but like kind of maybe pre-written. But they, I mean, they it go into matter. It, they, they find it. They go into a zone the same way that when you're riffing on stage, it's the exact, it's, I think it's the same yeah. art place that it's coming yeah. from. You know, like, yeah. like people are like, how could you go up there and say things that you've never said before and be funny? Like, yeah. I mean, how can you, where is being, I mean, being funny is magical. Yeah. Rapping is magical. The thing with rapping, though, is everyone, it's like doing an impression. Everyone knows when it's wrong. If you rap and you do the first part and then you do the second part and it doesn't rhyme, everyone's like, well, he fucked up. Oh, yeah. Boo. <laughs> and you're often doing it for crowds that will boo and, like, be upset with you. Uh, where if you're being funny, I think you have a little bit more leeway. Yeah, of course. Some, I mean, depending on But if crowd, you do yeah. an impression, I saw a guy do a bad impression at the improv two nights ago. It was horrible. It was the worst because everyone knows. Can you they, do your impression of it? They, yeah, you son of a bitch. Uh, everybody knows that it's failing. It's like a play. I often say, like, I, I look at plays and I'm like, if you say something in a play it, and it doesn't get a laugh, everyone's like, oh, it's a slice of life. <laughs> oh, that's it's just like a little moment that, is happening. That is what I love about comedy and rhyming poetry, like because you you get the closure of its effectiveness. Yeah, like Ooh. if it's if it's comedy and people laugh. It's funny. Yeah. I mean, but then obviously, you know. You, you like the math of it. Everyone does shows where you're like, the audience doesn't laugh. And yeah. you're like, but they, but they laughed nine other times out yeah. of ten. Like, so I am, I'm still right. You can still be, you know. Right. You can still be a delusional comedian, get laughs once and never again. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's a nice thing, too. There's, there's hope happened. for everyone. I, I know those people that chase the dragon of the one good set that they had. What do you do? There, are it there almost p- would have been better that they never had it. Are there people, like, they must, they have to do something, though. You have to have something that you love, and you have to have something that you're good at, and hopefully they're the same thing. Ooh, nice. Is that part of your, uh, does that go back to your atheism? Because it often comes up on the show, the idea of belonging to a community or belonging to a, a, a purpose is very nice. Is is kind of the purpose of life. Uh, certainly, comedy is like is a, the community that I've, I'm happy to be a part of. Like, yeah, I, I think definitely there's people who love. I just talked to somebody the other day uh, who like loves going to church because of the community. Yeah, that, that's what my mom likes. I my mom's still quite religious, and I think it it comes down to like fucking Bible study. Come over on Tuesdays, and they 
They do prayer requests, which is eerily similar to gossiping. But and, you know yeah. what I mean? They're like, my mom will be like, "Well, we need to pray for Peter. He's been uh, dabbling in cocaine." That's not that's not true. I've never done cocaine, but you know what I mean. If yeah. I were, she could put that for, and then they all pray about it, and they're like, "Please help." Uh, I've been prayed at. I've been prayed at. It's a funny thing where they're like, if you're acting a fool a lot, and they're like, "Guys, let's let's uh, focus, have and pray," and I'm the only one being a jerk. They'll be like, "God, please help us focus. Help us to just calm down." Stop making so many jokes. Help us to really remember that we came here to listen. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm like, I'm the only one that wasn't listening. You're praying at me right now. So my mom loves the coffee. She loves the friends. She loves, you know, a little. She likes the prayer, even if it's not gossipy. That might be a generalization. She likes having a place to go. I think every woman that goes to my church, uh, my family's church, it has like a crush on the pastor. They're all... Uh, spiritually moist for the past. <laughs> they don't want to fuck them, but they sure do uh, think about maybe like giving them a back rub uh, in the baptismal. <laughs> wow. So anyway, yeah, the community. That's you're saying people love going to church because of that. Human are social animals. I mean, that's we're, we co- we want to congregate. We're, we're cooperative. Yeah, we definitely are. Like mm-hmm. uh, I and I mean, I think that forming a community around common interests. Like I mean, church to me, like God. Isn't you know whatever he is, like we don't have access to whatever is real like mm-hmm. I know like I mean you know I've done mushrooms and been like yeah right there that's it and like mm-hmm. perfect got it I understand you uh, uh, you had a good mushroom experience I've had many Ooh, I, I like mushrooms a lot mushrooms are my favorite thing they're great I'm a little afraid because last time I had a bad one so I'm a little worried oh, it's, been well, al- it's been almost a year that happens right happens have you had a bad one two two bad ones yeah, one I took way too many I took like double what I should and just emotions went the wrong like I just kept... isn't it weird when it hits you that it, you're like oh it's gonna be a bad one uh, I mean I yeah. kind of knew right away I was like oh the other one I think I was just hungry and not interpreting the signals correctly I was like oh I, I'm either old I'm just I was got tired and yeah. I was like oh, I guess this is it you thought you were dying? I, or dead in limbo in some kind of scene. I thought I might have been an old man. That's what's so scary about drugs is that you do believe it. Here you are, Mike Kaplan, telling me that story, and you're being rational. And you're like, I thought I was in limbo. I thought I was an old man. I thought I was dying or already dead. But when you're on the drug, you, yeah, all that stuff seems real. It's totally possible. Here's the thing, though. Having had that experience every other time that I've done mushrooms since then, yep. uh if I have was any... that the first time? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I, I had a great one the first time, and a few yeah. other great ones. Yeah, and this was like you know I've done it maybe a dozen times, mm-hmm. maybe more, maybe some give or take, mm-hmm. uh, give or take a dozen. It could have been zero, and uh, the that time was somewhere in the middle, and then every time after that, uh, even if there were se- like some bad portions of it that, yep. were, that reminded me of that, I was like, oh, this is like that time that I thought it was this, right? And I had access to that to be like you remained rational you yeah. remained you were still there yes you didn't lose yourself completely Comple- i mean even though i will I'll, I'll still if i do it like alone in my room i'll be like well maybe this is the only room that there is now really and i can but, but let's see what Ooh, i can create trippy. and that's... then my my roommate is a good friend of mine like uh, i was like I, I woke up and did it at like eight in the morning one day like sometime in the past year and i was just sitting in my room singing and i felt you know who i feel i feel like i was just singing everything and i was like is this what reggie watts is like all the time ah. I feel like, like me on mushrooms is like <laughs> reggie watts pre-drugs yeah. Uh, yeah just just regular. and reggie on drugs becomes you oh man i don't think that's true but you uh, did, did you feel spiritual things you said uh, when you're on mushrooms that that is when god uh first of all can i just say real quick every time we bring up mushrooms 
You got to do them with people that you trust. I don't know about your your deal. You're doing them alone in your room. I did. I just people, don't want people with to, people the, the first time. So I yes. would just like all the weirdos listening to know that I do not endorse taking mushrooms because someone's like, let's take at a party in a cab or something fucking terrible. Safe place. It's a safe place thing. It's like you do it with people that you're comfortable crying in front of. That's with rule friends. one. Nature is nice. Two. Nature. Three. Make a day of it. Four. Oh yeah. Uh, don't have anything to do. Don't have anything to on do. Your mind. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. And with people that you absolutely love. Absolutely. And then I actually do think you you will touch the face of God. And research, <laughs> but when people are yeah. like, I had a bad trip, and it's like, I took him on a fire truck. Uh, you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Chased him with some beers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Pierce brought beers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bruce brought some brews, and I threw them down, and then I ate a handful of mushrooms. I don't even know. And take a little bit if you're going to do it. But anyway. Uh, yeah. So, okay. You have touched the face of God. You have felt a oh, spiritual warmth. Completely. Yeah, I don't think it's. Uh, I love it. Yeah. See, yeah, of course, hey, is it, but not that it should change your beliefs, but you kind of understand, you kind of sympathize with the idea of yearning for spiritual things, and that that's part of our chemistry. We want higher purpose. Well, here's the thing: I definitely, I'd read about enlightenment before I took mushrooms. Like, I read this. Uh, there's a guy named Raymond Smullyan who wrote a book called "This Book Needs No Title," and huh. another one called "What Is the Name of This Book?" And he's like a philosophy guy. He's a logic guy. He's a magician and a mystic. <laughs> Like, he's all these things. Is this person you? Uh, <laughs> I, I, love, I mean, if we are all one, then yes. But uh, he, I read this. There was this thing. Uh, he wrote this, real, this allegory about mysticism, and he compared it to humor. He was like, imagine a world with no humor. And that where there's only some some limited laugh masters, mm-hmm. like and their people like like Zen masters, and people will go to them and try to study to learn what is funny. Mm-hmm. Like tell me what is funny. And he's like, I can't tell you what's funny. And sometimes they'll just try to do, like do acrobatics, and then some people are like, Oh, <laughs> I, I see. Right. But, but people who don't get it, they try to fake it. But anybody who doesn't understand, anybody who understands can spot a fake laugher yep. or a, a fake you know, mystic type. Yep. But then, so I was like, oh, this is really intellectually interesting, but I still don't know what, I'd still never experienced. I didn't right. know what enlightenment was until I did mushrooms that first time. Well, and he the, was saying enlightenment was similar to finding humor. Like, you'd know it when you felt it and you'd be able to see if it was fake. Completely. And, and then, he, so you read about enlightenment and then you took I, mushrooms. I took mushrooms and then I felt it completely. Like, I mean, it's basically paradox, you know, like when you have a thought Isn't that interesting, and, and the man. opposite of that thought. And now, I mean, you can do it in like... Buddy... You know, the, the Buddha is like, you know, life is suffering. I think there's a song by Toad the Wet Sprocket where it's like, life is suffering, hee hee ha ha are the lyrics. Uh-huh. And like that really makes it happen for it's me. It's so weird that you say that because I what I find very profound and interesting about mushrooms is everybody has a very similar experience where I will often see, and by that I mean I'm looking at the clouds. It's not like I just, it's not like it is in the movies where you just see cartoons floating right. around. I'm looking at the clouds, but the clouds look like things to me and they look really close to my face and it's awesome. But I'll see like a baby. And I'm like, oh, there's baby. There's life. And then, like, right behind it, I'll see a skull. Like, I'll see death and life. And I'll be like, ah. And then when I saw the Doors movie, Meg Ryan, I think's character, is talking about her trip. And it's all about seeing good and evil simultaneously. Mm -hmm. It's like you're looking through good and seeing evil. And and then you could even see evil and be like, oh, that's a terrifying dragon that I'm looking at. Kind of a cliche trip. But you're like, that's a terrifying dragon. And you're like, it's okay. Eh, Some things are terrifying. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like a piece. Of course. That's what it felt like for you? Yeah. like Enlightenment? Uh, yes. That, Tell me. We got it. We got it. You got it? Yeah, no. The, the in, I mean, it's basically it, when something horrible happens to you, like, if you can be like, this is a, f- 
that this is happening. Yeah. Like that, you know, la- laughing to get through hard things. Like yeah. that is, I think that's all that they're, those yeah. Buddhists are talking about, you know what yeah. I mean? I think I got Buddhism uh, pegged, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, like I can definitely, yeah, anytime I'm like over anxious or like compulsively worried about something, I just be like, well, you know, what, like w- number one, what's the worst that's going to happen? Okay, that would be bad, but I can, you know, things are out of your control other than your thought. You, all you can control are yeah. your thoughts, hopefully. You yeah. Know, be like your attitude, your perspective and be like, hmm. And you can yeah. try and access enlightenment. Yeah. Is what you're saying in any sort of situation? I I can try to, and uh, I every once in a while you forget it a lot. You all all yeah, the time. That's one of the tragedies of mushrooms is you have these moments and you're like this this is important. Like I understand life. You try and hold on to it, kind of like the first year of a relationship. Ooh, and then you spend the rest of your life trying to honor that experience. <gasps> Things are happening. <laughs> are we all one? What does that mean? Are we all one? Uh, I mean, something you think? The first time that I did mushrooms, I was like, oh, I mean, we are all I, like here together. I, th- I felt really connected to everybody. Yeah. I was on Block Island. Do you know that place mm-hmm. off, of, off of Rhode Island? There was mm-hmm. a music festival. Somebody bought my my CD with a ten dollar bill wrapped around a mushroom, and I was like, I had just been talking with my wife or wife to be at the time uh-huh. and i was like these we'd been talking about these and we bought them and then we did and it was an amazing place and situation to do it and it was just like all these people that were like lived on this island you know like these sort of like you know townies or islandies yeah I don't know, yeah, you know? yeah. like and and the people that were there for the festival and it was like people loads of people that i didn't know but it didn't matter i was just like yeah we you can talk to anybody mm. you can just be nice to everybody like we're all we're all like these just human animals you know we're yeah. like living together yeah uh and that's i mean definitely the the idea that uh we could all be like one part of some grander consciousness that we don't have access to like we're each like a, a cell you know in the the body of the universe uh, yeah like and we've only seen the toe you know all we see is the toe right somebody just explained to me alien ant farm that Mm. we're an ant farm for aliens and i was like oh my fucking god like we're just like the earth is just an ant farm for aliens that's incredible yeah that makes sense and and that they're the missing link aliens are the missing link uh yeah that uh, there's a song by uh the first time i heard it was in a song by dan byrne who's a a favorite of mine Uh uh called no missing link and the chorus is aliens came and fucked the monkeys um, yep, I've heard that theory. Yeah. I love that theory. Yeah. And they taught us agriculture and monkeys have, or wait, is it monkeys or we? I think we have one more chromosome than monkeys. So somewhere we're developing this extra chromosome or something. And they, and they were saying that that's like explains the aliens fucking monkeys and kind of creating the slave race to build mm. the pyramids and shit. <laughs> Do you know, uh, I, I just read this uh, about like we're apes, right? And that we're the closest to chimps and bonobos. And I think there's a there's a chromosome that we and bonobos have that chimps don't. No, that can't be a thing. Bonobos. 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 B o n o b o. Bonobos. They're like. They're it sounds these, like a theme restaurant. Uh, yeah. You have the bonobo burger. <laughs> and they they don't uh, they don't uh, have sex monogamously. They have uh, just sort of like group pairings and like all, all sorts of things. And so the idea is that humans actually before agriculture, before religion, uh, as in its current incarnation, mo- like over ten thousand years ago, for hundreds of thousands of years of human history, we were like them. Like we lived in bonobos. These, yeah, we were like bonobos. And that was poly or non monogamous. Yep. Yeah. And what kind of kicking it around? Uh, yeah, basically the idea that, uh, I mean, you'd, you'd live in this small community, so it wasn't like you'd go around just like having sex with strangers because there weren't strangers. You'd live with like a hundred, a hundred beings like you or 150 or whatever, whatever the number was. Right. You'd be like, oh, it was just like, hey, these are our people. You would share all the food and the work and the child making and the child rearing and the child raising everything. Really? Everything was Completely communal. communal. Yeah. 
Is that your utopia? Is that where we're trying to get? You know what's funny is I've always said it creeps out all my friends because I don't mean it in a sexual way. But I say to Kumail and Emily and I say to my friend Oren, I say to my uh, best friends that I grew up with and their wives and stuff. I'm like, I wish we all just lived on a commune. I actually – I did live – I did wish – as a kid, I you, wished I wish that there was like a, a, my house and then like a set of tubes that led to yeah. every house of every person who I love. I mean and now we have that in the internet. Like yeah. you have – you can be as connected as you want you know, to as many – as many people as you want yeah. and can commit to and have time for. I mean, like, and that's th- another thing that comes up with non-monogamy a lot is like, oh, you have to you have to love just one person. That's the best thing. But well, you, you love all of your friends. Like, there's no your yeah. your truest friends aren't. You spend time with another friend, right? And yeah. you're, like, like nobody's mad that I'm here hanging out with you. <laughs> like Zach isn't like. Well, that's really profound, man. That's really interesting. The idea that uh, it's not some sort of betrayal to Kumail. That I'm hanging out with you. No. Although you do have those friends that you're like, I can't believe you saw that movie without me. <laughs> or whatever, you know, they do get, friends can get mad in that way. In fact, I've had friend breakups because they too closely resemble a horrible girlfriend. I'm like, are you, I'm sorry, are you jealous of my time? Or something, yeah, it's like, this is over forever. There's no, I mean, I, don't, I start from a place of like, there's no entitlement. What is it about the getting it wet that uh, just changes everything? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it, it goes back to like the the theories of uh, you know evolution as far as like who, what what do men and women need to propagate their seed and make sure that it's protected and yeah. cared for and Im- you know the, improve the quality and so quantity you, of life. So sex uh, for recreation is outside of that procreation sort of a, a model. But the feelings are kind of coming from that. Like, you should be blowing a baby up, me, and we're going to take care of it. It is, but it is weird because humans do, we, like, we don't just have, you know, estrus. Like, we don't just have the ovulation period where we have sex. Like, most, every mammal except for humans and bonobos do. Like, just have, they, the, the woman is in heat, and they're like, come do it, and the, and the male does, uh. and then that's it. And they don't have sex the rest of the month. Or really? Whatever the period Oh, they're is. only na- they're doing it like the reverse rhythm method. Like yeah. they're fucking only when ovulation. They is are happening. planned parenthood. <laughs> so wait, bonobos don't do that? No, no, bonobos are like us. Yeah, bonobos fuck all the time. All the time. <laughs> Who are these fucking bonobos? Yeah. Welcome back to fucking bonobos. <laughs> they're going at it again, and they're taking care of the kids. TGI together. fucking bonobos. <laughs> TGIF bonobos. You're the best. Uh, that's crazy. You're kind of blowing my mind. So yeah, so you, are, are people? Is your do you have any woman who's going to be mad that I'm blowing your mind? No, no, <laughs> sadly, no, no. Yeah, no, I'm totally cool with that. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, man. That's very interesting. I don't know where where to take this. I don't have anything for you. Uh, did I did I convince you? Are you on my team now? Kind of. I mean, legitimately, I I I think we're all in this sort of balance seeking. You know, we want security for the future. Yeah. But we also, we don't want boredom for the future. So those two things, that's sort of like, you know, you can focus on those. Certainty and uncertainty. Yeah. You and, want both. Right. You want, I mean, that's the thing. Stan Hope has that, the joke about, this joke about non-monogamy that I like, where he's like, you know, you, the best feeling in the world is like falling in love with a new person. Basically, yeah. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Uh, like that's the most amazing, like getting to know a new person who, who is, you are falling in love, they are falling in love. But, you know, you don't have the, the secure, you want to find that one person, you have security and comfort that you're with forever. So you find that one person and then you're like, let's agree to never feel this good again. Yeah. Like, but so, but what is it? What is it? How do I defend that side? Because there's a part of me that is just so uncomfortable. There's a part of all, a lot of us, a lot of people that is just really uncomfortable with that idea. Simultaneously understanding what you mean. And like, I'm trying to get in touch with what is it about me that's just kind of like, that's not decent. It doesn't seem decent. You know what I mean? Where is that coming from? I mean. Religion, puritanical kind of upbringing. Definitely. I mean, it, it is like. 
yeah, decency doesn't mean anything to me. You know what I mean? Like, there are certain societies where it's rude to eat in front of each other, right? Where they think that's gross. Really? Yeah, like, there's there's societies where they don't eat in in public place. A cafeteria would be, like, a shititeria, like a place full of, like, people just shitting in public. <laughs> that, like, there, there, are, there are cultures where they're, like, eating is gross. Really? Uh, yeah. That's like my so-called life. The pilot, where she goes, I can't believe people chew in public. Claire Danes, rest in peace. Start that rumor. She's, she's, not, dead. she's not dead. She's not dead. We don't know when this is airing. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Ooh. But, yeah. but Decency. Yeah, so there, there is, I mean, decency is it's just agreed upon, but conventionally, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like, ritual, tradition that doesn't have meaning behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, any, like, you know, people like lighting candles for whatever holidays, then great, but I don't. I don't care. Like uh, things need meaning for me yeah. to, to get on board with them. And the thing is, I think people, yeah, people are mad at the idea of like, hey, I mean, some people are mad because they're like, they're in a thing that they're unhappy with, right? Right. Like if I don't think that people who are like happily monogamous, there's people who are totally like monogamy is natural for them. Yeah. It's what they want. And they find a person who wants it and they're together for 50 years and they're happy. Those people aren't the ones who are like, hey, you are doing the like they're yeah. not. They're just like they're just being happy. Yeah. I, it's interesting when you say that I catch myself thinking often because I was married and I was religious and then I got out and then I sometimes look at my married religious friend and I'm kind of like. I don't really believe them sometimes when I'm when that's what they want. Now having been on the outside and having had sex with more than one person, I mean like this is great. This is wonderful and kind of remembering almost the small voice in my head when I was married very young, it was a tiny voice. I didn't hear it. I'd have to like go searching for it that would be like Hey, it'd be great to have sex with... And that would just manifest itself with what? Masturbation and pornography? And you now, you don't think that what you're doing is indecent currently? Fucking broads? Yeah. No. Yeah. But it took a long time to get there. But other people, you, the people that you left behind in that lifestyle, they would think it's indecent. Fucking broads? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably would. But I also think, what are we doing? It's, it's, it's like, if we're... This is my thing. If we're just fucking broads... And it's that's meaningless. It, things start to dissolve. Like if sex and marriage and children, these institutions aren't valuable, then we are just bo- bobos, bonobos, bonobos. And then you know what's wrong with bonobos? What is wrong? Uh, you don't. You don't know. You never heard of them, and you're going to tell me what's wrong with them. No, no, no. I'm telling you <laughs> what's wrong with people in this fake scenario. Have sure. uh, when they die, they're gone, that's, and their lives are meaningless. That's what happens. Yeah, well, that, see, that's what you would say, and I think that's what we're all fighting against. But it's the truth. Oh, God, why do you have to whisper it? Uh, since, sincerely. I had to look at Katie. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> but yeah, uh, okay. All right, let's work with that. Then, then, life ends when it ends. Let's go with that. Uh, then the death of a toddler and the death of a 99-year-old woman is the same. Uh, I would say they those are similar, other than the fact that the toddler has potential to have way more experience. That's just mean, but experience is meaningless. No, experience, experience is all there is. Like my whole thing. Oh, how interesting! My whole thing is that because life ends at some point, live it to the fullest. Ha- get the most. I mean, this is sort of my. You're trying th- to create heaven on earth. Yeah. For you. That, yeah, it's the only way I can guarantee heaven. Yeah. Wow. Heaven on earth is the only guaranteed heaven, Pete. Yeah, that's interesting. You have to. You you can't. Like I think you know Pascal's wager, the thing that's like you know you if you're gonna go to you could go to hell. Yeah, you might so as well believe you, you should not. You should you know suffer on Earth because that could lead to yeah. not suffering forever. Yeah, but it definitely leads to suffering here. Yeah, <sighs> like if be 
be a good person isn't enough. Yeah. Like, th- there's no, nobody can guarantee what rules are going to get you into what afterlife heaven. Yeah. All we can do is live the best now. Which set of rules? You're right. Which set of rules? Are we kosher? Are we uh, polygamist? Are we this or that? Or you don't know. Yeah. Which gods are you upsetting? Like, and some, some religions are like, oh, it's fine if you just, if you're just righteous in whatever belief system you have, then that's great. And others are like, nope, those guys are going to righteous hell. And then you can break it down into different sects of a religion. You know what I mean? And be like, you were, um, you were not baptized immersion style in a, and you weren't grown or whatever. You weren't baptized in the Catholic church. You weren't confirmed or whatever it was. You didn't confess before you died, this, that, the other. Those are just different parts of the same religion. Yeah telling the other parts of the same religion that they're doing it wrong and they're going to hell. Your thing, I, I, I've listened to your show a lot and you've talked about faith. And the thing about faith is, like today, uh, you need it to believe in religion. But like back when Jesus was around, like if you watched him do shit, yeah. then, that, then faith wasn't a part of it at all. Right. If, somebody, if somebody came in front of me and did magic, you know, like, I mean, I would, David Blaine should be a messiah. If any, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, today we're like, oh, there's, you know, whatever, you're, you know, yeah, your, yeah, your yeah. jokes about magic, you know, yeah. we can make anything happen with CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, if, if God wanted to talk to people like he used to, he could. Like, I mean, right. that's my problem isn't with, you know, a belief in something spiritual or grander thing. It's that we, that no humans have ever had access to it, as far as we right. know, other than through mushrooms. Like, yeah. I mean, sincerely, all Mush- we. Yeah, let's go on. I mean, it makes sense that, you know, at some point, somebody, people came up with rules that are like, these will be good for us to live by. Yeah. Right. And that was the. It's like, you know, the Constitution, at least when we made the Constitution, we're like, we could change this if things change. Yeah. And things changed, so we changed it. But the Ten Commandments, nobody's like, well, uh, coveting isn't as big a deal anymore. Like, we're going to be okay with coveting. Nope, sorry, coveting's still no good. Yeah. Well, nobody seems to care about the coveting one. In fact, that's actually the one uh, commandment that stands out from the rest because it's a condition of your heart. And that's what made it unique at the time, well, I believe. And that's, I mean, Jesus has said, I think, uh, quoted by people that I you know, don't agree yeah, with, but sure. that, you know, adultery in the heart is just as bad as adultery in the flesh. Yeah. Something like I that. I used to say that to my dad. I was like, Dad, the Bible says that that's as bad as adultery. And he was like, ah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. And he was like, that's if you're married. And I was like, but Dad, we both just checked out that girl. <laughs> you know what I mean? But as long as she, I mean, adultery, the rules for adultery were it was a crime against another man's property. So if it was an unmarried woman, then it was still, it was fine. Really? Oh, the original rules of adultery, yes. Really? Yeah. Adultery was like, don't, hey, don't take another man's thing. Thing? Yeah. Thing. 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 That's what it was. Wow. Women were things. You could have lots of them. Yeah. Concubines, wives. Like, yeah, you couldn't, a man, a single man uh, having, uh, uh, couldn't have, I mean, anybody, any man couldn't commit adultery with a a single woman. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because in my circle, a faith loses its value if you just believe in God because God opened, like if God put his face down and was like, hey, I'm real, and we all believe, that would be like meaningless. I understand Which that. is weird because now we're looking at God ha- – this is something that I often kind of bl- melts my brain. The God that I grew up with had preferences. Right. Okay? So the concept of God having preferences is strange to me yes. because, it, you know, all-powerful, all-knowing, and then I've caused him displeasure, which means he's, like, upset. Like, I ruined his day a little bit because I – whatever it was, like, that's strange. If he's like, I prefer the kind of faith where I'm a mystery and you believe in me. And it's like, you want me to believe in you? 
That's kind of weird. You could make me believe in you. Well, I often would say that. I say, why not start life in the afterlife? Why not just begin life in heaven where we praise God all day? I was just talking to a really interesting Mormon dot uh, com, and we were talking about how I thought his the Mormon concept of heaven was ridiculous. Uh, not, I didn't say that, but I, that's kind of what I was saying. And I'm not saying that now, but I was making that point. I don't want to offend. <laughs> I don't want to offend my Mormon friends. We're both about to go to Utah, but I was saying to him, "This is talk about uh, brother on brother, Christian on Christian hatred or, or, or disagreement." I was like, "It always seemed so man made to me the idea that you will one day be as God is today, that you will on a long enough timeline be as powerful as God is. You'll have your own planet. You'll populate it with your spirit children while you fuck your your uh, spirit wives and uh, fuck for eternity and be God." I was like, "That just seems too crazy." to me and for eternity that's what they believe yeah that's well you know you'll find different mormons with different interpretations i believe but that's one take and he he was like yeah that's that's what i believe and he's like it makes more sense to me to do that and to have this progress and to move forward through eternity let's wrap our brains around that for a second like bacon around so many figs and he was like then just kind of singing praise songs for god that sounds like that would get old after four hours oh agreed Unless you're, unless you're in the presence of God and it's just so overwhelming that it's it like would take ecstasy. An, yeah, it would take an eternity to really enjoy that. I did uh, salvia once. Have you ever I done did that? Salvia once. Yeah. I did not enjoy it. What, it was, what it was like it was like artificial mushrooms in my mind. Like I, yeah. I went into a place where I was like, oh, I am the only thing that it, like like we are all one, but that means that I'm alone. I'm the only thing. Uh-huh. I'm here. I lean back on my grandmother. I lean forward on my mom. Like I'm like an accordion of all eternity. Ooh. And like we're on the blue planet here. Eventually we're on the red planet and there's the green planet. So like there were all these Whoa. things. And this happened in a span of like two minutes yeah. in, in real life. But it felt, I was like, well, this is it forever. Really? Oh, yeah. And it, You must have smoked some strong salvia. It was, uh, it was in a water pipe and it went into me a lot. But yeah. uh, other people Ooh. were like moving around and I was like, I couldn't, like my eyes went dead. I, the there's some funny YouTube videos of people taking salvia and a lot of them will have epiphanies like it's all bullshit they'll be laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing saying it's all bullshit it's all bullshit it's i all was not happy wow i did salvia and i saw a huge pinwheel and uh i i laughed so hard that it what snapped me out of it was i was drooling on my chest but i did not go this is something i need to do i do not want to do. I the do first not- time i did mushrooms i was like this is that was like coming yeah home <laughs> it was like coming it's like coming. Come dumpster. Come bucket. For the first time. What were the other ones? Uh, come bucket. We did that. Yeah. Come. What? That's in your come bucket. We just come bucket list. Let's talk like this. Uh, <laughs> talk like this the rest of the. But yeah. So I mean, just be a good. Just be a good person. Yeah. Well, I can't. We we merged into every possible wonderful topic. I can't. Your thoughts on relationships and your thoughts on religion are incredible, and we covered comedy as well. Oh yeah. Do it. Do it, everybody. Do comedy. Unless that dragon doesn't exist. Don't. You don't want to chase the laugh dragon? Don't. Are you addicted to comedy? Uh, I am a compulsive person. Yeah. I mean, my compulsivity is basically I, I do want to get the most out of life, which is probably why I'm like, if, you know, if I didn't do comedy, if I didn't travel, if I didn't have access, if I lived, you know, 100 years ago where, you know, you didn't leave 20 miles of your home, most most people. Yeah. Uh, I would be like, oh, well, these are all the people. So yeah. uh, this is all the experience that there is. Like now, you know, billions of people like to meet. Like I love meeting new people. I love yeah. talking to people. I love communicating. I'm like, I want to like, you know, I'll, every once in a while I'll make a new friend or somebody that, you know, yeah. I'll have a crush or this. Yeah. Or you And I love having that experience. And the idea that you couldn't have that, you know, I, I've been, you know, I, when I was monogamous, I was like, yeah, I guess we're together, and uh, and then at home. But, but now, what about what about that person? What yeah. I can't get to know. I can't. I'm limited to having. 
And that's the thing. I mean, some people, obviously, you can go inward and deep and build and, you know, grow a friendship and a partnership. I guess that would be the, the, other, the other argument would be that you, a real love relationship would be so deep that it would take forever to explore the person. You're kind of saying, uh, I like getting to know you, but uh, I'd also like to stick it in this. But I'm also saying, like, you know, if you're with somebody that and you're married, you can also pursue other interests, other friends, other careers, other, yeah. you know, and those you're not spending every second of every day with that it person. It's weird, man. You know, when I think about my own divorce, I think I sometimes think about uh here's two thoughts. One is I often can be a jealous person and I've been getting over that. Like I kind of inherited it from a, a jealous girlfriend and then I was like, "Oh, now I kind of feel jealous of of her past and stuff." But really uh, an epiphany I had recently was like if somebody if you if the thought of your girlfriend or your wife uh, fucking somebody else makes you uncomfortable. Really, your uh, the reasonable response is, yeah, I hope you fucked other people, and it was a delight. Oh, I yeah. hope it in was the past? great. Yeah. yeah, in the past. Yeah, but I'm telling you that I'm yeah. not alone in the, in the group of people that are just like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to yeah. think about it. It's like, yeah. why not? I, I I hope it was in the rain and and it was uh, Rango. I like, wanted to be the best fuck machine possible today without having had any experience yeah. prior. Well, that's another kind. I want a natural fuck machine. Here's the here's uh, I'll make it a little weird for myself. Is the idea that uh, my wife, my my ex wife, fell in love with somebody else. Like they were in love, like well, crazy, well married yeah. to me, and my desire at uh, you know would have been for her not to do that, but that's kind of weird because I think that ended up being like an incredibly happy thing for her. And I'm not just, here to yeah. say that it wasn't painful, and I'm not here to endorse cheating. I'm a I myself am a loyal person. I am also here not to endorse cheating. Yeah, yeah. It's, if those aren't the rules, then those aren't the rules, and she broke the rules, but. She probably had a fucking ball doing it. I mean, like, there was certainly guilt and sadness, and she was hurting me and all that sort of stuff. But I bet it was wonderful. I mean, she broke. we both all broke up, and then she married the dude, and now she has, like, two of his weird kids, and they're fucking people, too. You should have them on the podcast. Yeah, well, here she is, everybody. Get her in here. That would be the weirdest way to end. Just the kids. <laughs> What's up, guys? Yeah, your dad's a real piece of shit. We were talking about cartoons earlier. <laughs> Uh, what were we? We were talking about cartoons earlier. Jerking off to them? Yeah. 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 And the kids like cartoons. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. If I were to fuck a cartoon, what's her name? Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I say that like, come on. Uh, the the kind of lesbianish looking one from Scooby-Doo. Oh, uh, Daphne? Da- uh, Scrappy-Doo? Violet? Not No. Doggy style? <laughs> come on. <laughs> you know who I mean. Glasses? Velma. 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 Got it. Yeah. Take off that weird orange sweater. That's what I say. I didn't really watch much Scooby-Doo. I'm sorry. I don't watch Scooby-Doo either, but I know who Velma is. I, I know the name. You know what a bonobo is? <laughs> I love you, you big bonobo. You also didn't couldn't come up with the name Velma. I recognize it. That's true. Yeah, I guess we all have our flaws. We're allowed to not know things. I love that you were like, life isn't meaningless. Experience is everything. Yeah. It was like opening a window. It felt I felt crisp in here all of a sudden. That's another, that's the other thing. I think with with your comedy, you know, you're all about the moment, the experience. Like you don't care about you're not thinking about the future. You're yeah. thinking about the now. You're enjoying the that's now. That's what makes it so incredibly intoxicating. Is you're in that moment completely like a drug. It it centers you and color is colorful and sound is soundful. It's the, it's the right thing. It's the right thing. Yeah. I think I know what you mean by that. It's just yeah. everything feels connected and good and together. Yeah. Oh, and I hope I hope everybody can find little things 
that make them feel that way because and I think that great. Inter- interacting with any person like you're interacting with a group of people when you're doing comedy and then interacting with like a new a new person and exciting like oh we're humans and we also we're making brain connections like that have nothing to do with you know another person's but like I don't that's why I think like prompt like. Monogamy came from the idea of owning a woman initially. That was it. Mm. Like one man, like you own a woman and you keep her because you want to make sure that your seed goes into her and nobody else's. Yeah, and it's it's all about you and you know your future. But you're comfortable with the idea of a connection being made that has nothing. You're able to separate it and be like, this has nothing to do with this person. This is my thing with this person. And, and in fact, uh, there I have I have some friends that were married uh, and were together for ten years in a non-monogamous situation where they they were polyamorists and they both the man and woman were had different relationships at times and were of the idea that. Love begets love. Like it doesn't. There's not. Some people are like, but you have to. You, how do you have love for so many people? You have more when you love somebody. When you love yourself, you can love other people. When you love, when you have a bond with somebody else, you can be open to other, like to other in, uh, experiences and interactions. Like, Interesting. And they don't affect as long as everybody are wants you everybody. Talking about it? Are these people talking about it with uh, each other? It depends. It that that depends. It's different for that other. That sounds people. like yeah. step one of five that leads to us like stockpiling weapons. <laughs> that's what that sounds to me. That, that's that American religious sort of thing where I'm like, yeah, what you're saying is it makes sense and scares me. That's why I think this has been a delightful podcast because you're freaking me out, kind of making sense. I agree with you and I disagree with you. I feel everything. And disagreement and agreement. That's enlightenment there. Oh, shit. Oh, sh- oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Very mushroomy. That's a great episode, Mike. Thank you for doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Are you going to say keep it crispy? Keep it crunchy. Nope. That's not it. Keep it. Uh, do you know Katie and I saw each other last night, and she was like, "We have to play a prank on Pete." <laughs> Is that true? And he's not the prank. No, no, no. We didn't. We didn't. We never came up with the prank. My, oh, I see. My version of it was going to be saying the date uh, throughout, ah! throughout the podcast. Uh, but but also uh, then I, I you know not the crunchy thing is not. We'll bring it in. It'll bring it into your life statement, and then wrap it up with about bonobos. And then tell us to keep it crispy. That's what I want you to do. Okay. Uh, My life statement? Yeah. Uh, Mission. Yeah. My my mission, if I choose to accept it, which (laughs) I don't really have a choice, I don't think. Yeah. I I guess I kind of do. I mean, I just, I want to uh, balance production and consumption uh, and enjoy all the, the, you know, enjoy the world and put myself into it as much as I can Mm -hmm. to the people who uh, want it and are open to it. Uh, in comedy, in relationships, in spirituality, uh, and uh, keep it crispy. Mike, challenging Kaplan, <laughs> fucking my shit up on a lonely, what day is it? Friday. I mean, Friday. it could be any day. It's whatever day you're listening to this. Thanks so much for doing it, Mike Kaplan. You keep it crispy. Friday. You're dead. Now leaving Nerdist.com. What? <laughs>